0: The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Alalea of Oyikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. So, we've been on the subject titled Understanding Devils, correct? All right, I mean, you have you enjoyed part one last week. You enjoyed part one last week? All right, so we're going to go deeper. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so let us let me just do a quick recap. We've said clearly. And we explained that God didn't create devils or Satan. God never created anything or anyone that was evil. All God created was good, Genesis chapter 1 and 31. We saw that God is a good God who gives good gifts. All right, so we now ask where then did devils come from? Where did devil come from? We found out that um, we saw that the devil, all right, was created an angel. An angel in perfection, alright, but that angel, alright, later on was um, lifted up in pride and opposed God's plan. What was God's plan? God's plan was to make man, alright, a benefactor of eternal life. God's plan was for angels to serve God, alright, via serving men. And the devil stood in opposition to that plan. We saw that the word Satan is from the Greek word Satanas, and that means an accuser, all right, an adversary, and one who opposes another. Can we deal with that, please? Thank you. Lovely, lovely, Nathaniel. Love you. (laughs) Praise the Lord. You know, he wants to. All right. So he wants to be a pastor, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the word Satan is from the Greek word Satan as it means an accuser, adversary, or one who opposes. We've seen that. Praise God. Now, um, if you were not here last week, just go on our Telegram channel and get access to that message. Because if I keep going through all of these ones, it will take this service time. Hallelujah. So let me go to today's sermon. Are you ready? Now, the word devil pay attention though because this is about going to be very deep the word devil does not appear anywhere in the old testament devil doesn't appear anywhere in the old testament all right what you have in the old testament is the word satan okay but the word devil doesn't appear anywhere in the old testament however the word devil appears 37 times in the new testament new testament 37 times now, the first time the word devil was mentioned is in the book of Matthew chapter 4. The book of Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1. Now, look what this is. it says. It said, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now, as we study, you are going to see terms like the devil and a devil the devil and a devil so you are going to see the difference okay between the two it says jesus was led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil all right the devil now what does the word devil mean? The word devil is the Greek word diabolos, all right? Diabolos, that's what it means, all right? So, when you, if you want to understand who the devil is or what the devil does, all right, you need to understand what the word devil actually means. And what does diabolos mean? Diabolos means a slanderer, all right, or a false accuser. A slanderer or a false accuser. So, basically... Devil and Satan actually implies the same thing in the operation of this personality, in that it functions by accusation and it functions by what? Slander. Those are the two operations of the devil. Now, the, um, when we are talking about slander and accusation, what does accusation mean and what does slander mean? All right, to slander someone is to lie against the person. To accuse someone is to say the person did something wrong. Are you following? So usually, accusation is usually based on facts, while slander is based on lies. The devil does it too. So you find out that whenever you you see anybody, all right, being consistently, you know, accused of what they did wrong, you must understand that the ministry at work there is the ministry of the diabolos. Are you following? Is the ministry of the accuser because God does not accuse any man, all right, with his sin. When God brings a matter concerning wrongdoing, it is to correct you. It is to straighten you out, not to accuse. The goal of accusation is condemnation. So when the devil steps into that ministry of accusation, the goal is to condemn you and to get you to the point where you consider yourself unworthy of God's love, God's favor, and God's mercy. Are you following what I'm saying here? So that is what the devil does. Now look at what he says in Matthew 4. We're going to look at how he operates. Because as you study Matthew 4, you will now be able to understand Genesis 3 better. It says, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward an hungered. So that means this is a supernatural fast. During the 40 days he wasn't hungry. He was only hungry afterward 40 days, which means he went on uh, without food for 40 days on the ability, or by the ability of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Before you want to now go for 40 days fasting without the ability of the Spirit. All right. (laughs) Then, and when the tempter came, everybody say the tempter. That's the name of the devil. And when the tempter came to him, he said, now, notice, this is the first question of the devil in the New Testament. Showing you that many times, the temptation of the devil always comes in the form of questions. The devil's operation is modus operandi, all right? His voice is usually found in the place or in the form of questions. He says, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now, he says if thou be a man of God a son of God which means he is putting a question mark on the sonship or the identity of Jesus now what was satan responding to because he says if thou be the son of God he is responding to what god had said to Jesus in Saint Matthew's gospel chapter 3 and verse 17 in Matthew 3:17 he says And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my son in whom I am what? Well pleased. Notice that God calls Jesus is what? His beloved son. God calls Jesus is what? His beloved son. So, the question in Matthew 4 was in direct relation with what God had said to Jesus. So the devil's modus operandi is that he is going to question God's word to you. Hallelujah. The devil will always question God's word. He'll always question God's word. He says, right? I'll be the son of God. God said, If you are my son. He now says, If thou be the son. So what he is telling Jesus is prove that you are my son. I mean, prove that you are God's son. So what he's trying to do is he's trying to get Jesus to the place where he established his identity by works. Not rest on his identity based on what God has said about him. Are you following that? So when you understand that, you understand that that's the very same thing the devil did in Genesis. Turn to Genesis chapter 3. Notice the interrogation. when when, When the devil speaks, he speaks in a question format. If thou be the son of God. Now look at Genesis chapter number 3. You are going to notice also that when we see the devil speaking in Genesis, he starts speaking in a question. Praise the Lord. Look at it. He says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yeah, and God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Can you see that? Come on. Can you see that? It's a question. It's a question because that is Satan's modus operandi. Question. It will come in that subtle way. Oh, the word of God says, all right, Jesus is the only way to heaven. Then he now comes and saying, are you serious? All right. Are you saying, you know, are you saying, are you saying, that's the devil. Are you saying, do you mean, are you saying, are you saying all these other people that don't believe you're just going to hell? Are you saying, uh, how can you, are you, how can you say, how can you say, are you saying, you understand? Alright, the devil knows what the truth is, as we will see, but we find out that he sponsors the lies. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. He said, alright, at God said, so he always opposition to God's word. Amen. He says, our field which the Lord God had said unto the woman, at God said he shall not eat of every tree of the garden. You see that? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of that fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, He shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it lest he die. Now, if you look at the response of the woman to um, to Satan's queries, you're going to find something interesting there. The response of the woman to Satan's queries was a mixture of what God said and what she felt God said. Are you seeing that? Because God never said, don't touch it. All right? The woman said on Saturday, Sabbath, we may eat of the fruits of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you what? Touch it, lest he die. God never said, you should not touch it. So they, there was what? An addition to what God said. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to show you as we study that one of the ways Satan is able to influence men is via a misinterpretation of what God has said. So, the scriptures wrongly interpreted is actually the stronghold the devil uses to influence men. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Go back to Matthew chapter 4. The scriptures wrongly interpreted. The scriptures wrongly understood. Amen. Amen. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But look at Jesus' response. He says, But he answered and said. Everybody read. He says, What? It is what? Whoa. So Jesus' response. So the devil's lies was, it is what? Written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Are you seeing that? So what he's saying is that you want me to prove my sonship by works. I am going to rest on what God has said, which means I am going to rest on God's word as what God has said by faith because my relationship with God is a faith relationship not a what a works relationship you want me to prove with the works of my hand that I am a son I'm telling you I am a son because the word of God says so did you get that Uh hallelujah so it says by every word. So that means my rest is in what God said. My rest is, is not in bread. Are you following that? It says what? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Jesus was quoting the book of um, um, the writings of Moses in his response. So that means that death comes against Jesus with a worldly ideology. With a unbelief ideology, with a work ideology, Jesus responds with the word of faith from the scriptures. Hallelujah. Your defense against the devil's shenanigans is the word of God rightly interpreted and vocalized. It says it is written. Everybody say it is written. It is written. Now notice in verse 5. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now here was what's now what the devil does. Remember the first time the devil speaks, it was a question. Is that clear? Is that clear? It was a question, but it was a question not founded in scripture. Now, the next thing the devil now does, he says that the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, listen, question again, notice again, first thing was, first question was, if thou be the son of God, is that correct? Make this um, stone's bread, is that correct? Now, number six, verse six, it was a question again, the second question, it now says, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, for it is what? So that means, do this because it is written. Glory to God. Are you following now? Do this because it is what? So, what he was doing, the devil was taking Jesus to church. Glory to God. It is written. He says, For it is written, He shall give His angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Now, the devil takes and quotes a scripture. But it takes the scripture out of its context. Are you seeing this? It takes the scripture out of what? Its context. Out of its context. So it now says, glory to God, it is written, okay? He will give his angels, what? Charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dost thy foot against a stone. Verse 7. Jesus said unto him, it is what? It is written again. Thou shalt not, what? Tempt the Lord thy God. Now, what, what, what is he saying? What, what does he mean? It is written again. Notice. He didn't say it is written. He said it is written, what? Again. So what he was saying was that you took that scripture and you are twisting it, not taking into consideration the entire counsel of God. Are you following? Because, yes, you picked that scripture out of its context, and you are using it, presenting it to me, but in other sense, but you are forgetting that it is written in another place that you must not tempt the Lord thy God. Because what you are asking me to do is to voluntarily put myself in harm's way to prove something to you, which is tempting God. Are you following? Are, are you following? So that's why we must understand That the reason why the devil was able to stand against, sorry, the reason why Jesus was able to stand against the devil was number one, all right, Jesus knew what was written. Everybody say Jesus knew what was what? You cannot deal with the devil with ignorance in God's word. The devil is the number one quarter of scriptures out of its context. And when the devil is going to be bringing any temptation away, and he's going to do it through reasoning from scriptures, he's going to do it via quoting scriptures out of context. Out of context. Hallelujah. Out of context. Amen. It is getting again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Then look at verse 8. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and said unto him, now notice, the third one was not a question. The third one was an offer. He says, and said unto him, all these things will I give thee. if thou will fall down and worship me. Ah, it was an offer. I will give you the hearts of men. I will give you people if you will what? Submit to me, if you would what? Worship me. Are you following? Are you following? If you would worship me. If you will fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, get thee and Satan, for it is what? Talk to me. For it is what? Written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only thou shalt serve. So notice, the devil's modus operandi, alright, is number one. Question. He will question your identity in Christ. He will question it. Glory to God. He will question it. He's going to use, he's going to bring questions. Now notice, Jesus was hungry. So the first question was, prove your identity by solving your hunger problem. Glory to God. Prove your identity by what? Solving your hunger problem. So you will find that many times what the devil does is that he's going to make you question your identity in Christ by setting challenges that you currently have. Maybe things are not going well in your job or things are not going well in school. Maybe there's one thing that you are struggling with or the other. You will find out that the devil stepping into his ministry of accusation is that he will make you, he'll try to make you question who you are because of what you do or didn't do. That's what is good. Uh, If thou be the son of God. Would you be struggling in your academics if thou be the son of God? So pass the exam now. If thou be the son of God, then do this and do that. Listen, you must not fall into that. Your confidence and your rest must be what? It is what? Written. The believer must never draw confidence in who he is based on the results he or she gets. No, your confidence of your who you are in Christ must always stem from what the Word says you are. So you are to say, I am what the Word of God says I am, not I am this because I did this. No, we do not draw our identity from our performance. We draw our identity for what the Word of God says. Are you paying attention? I said, are you paying attention? We draw our identity from what the word of God says. The devil, who is the tempter, would always want to draw us out of the safety of the word. When he cannot draw us out of the safety of the word, what the devil will now therefore do is that he will try to what? Use the word of God out of his context to try to deceive us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we can see that one of the major, major tools of God against the operation of Satan is a sound teaching ministry. Did you hear what I said? One of the tools of God against the shenanigans of the devil is a sound what? Teaching ministry. The word of God properly explained, the word of God Properly clarified. Because if the word of God is not properly explained, if the word of God is not properly clarified, if people don't come to a full understanding of the nature and character of God from the word, they are easy meat for deception. What was the failure? What was the difference between Eve and Jesus? Eve had insufficient information. Praise God. She had an information that was added, all right, because the information she got, she must have gotten from her husband. Hallelujah. He said, God said we should not eat of it, neither should we what? Should we touch it? But the truth was what God never said that. Praise God. Ignorance makes it easy for the devil to operate in folks' lives. Ignorance of what is written. Hallelujah. Ignorance of what is written, and let me just show you this for a moment: the devil's operation is to try to tempt you. The Bible calls him the tempter. Now, the word "tempt" that's used in Matthew four is the Greek word "perazo," that is P-E-I-R-A-Z-O. It means to try. So, when he says the devil came to tempt him, it means the devil came to what? Try him try him. So that means the devil does not know whether you will fall for it or not. So he always comes to try. Praise God. He comes to what? Try. And the first thing he came to, the, to Jesus with was hunger because he observed that Jesus had not eaten for 40 days. Glory to God. And I'm sure after the fasting, Jesus was looking for something in the wilderness. What can I just eat? So he was observing him. So, this is what I want to let you know. Many times, when the devil comes with his temptation, the temptation of the devil is going to first come from your number one pressing need. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? The temptation of the devil is usually going to come from your number one pressing need. Your press, is your pressing need going to be marriage? The temptation of the devil is going to come around marriage. Is your number one pressing need money? His temptation is going to come around money. Is your number one pressing need attention? The temptation of the devil is going to come around attention. Is your number one pressing need recognition? The temptation is going to come around recognition. Now, notice the first two things the devil said to Jesus was a question. If thou be Jesus' response, it is written. Then if thou be Jesus' response, it is written. The third thing was an offer. Did you hear what I said? It was what? An offer. So now, he's not questioning his identity. He's making him an offer. He's saying, worship me and I will give you. So what you now begin to find is that the devil now wants you to submit to him based on trading. All right? Negotiation. Glory to God. So what he wants is you to exchange God's plans and purpose for your life and for you to adopt his own plan and his own purpose. And he's going to try to show you that it is shorter, quicker, and better. So Jesus was supposed to die, all right, and offer his blood for the remission of our sins, praise God, and by, by that, he's going to be king of kings, lord of lords, praise God. He's going to influence and live in the hearts of men. Now, the devil comes and says, you don't have to go, you know, all through this process of dying and all of that crap. No, I, you know, it's not me you want to defeat. Don't worry now. <laughs> Let's do a deal, all right? I'll stand out of your way. I'll give you the nations. I'll, I'll stop influencing men, praise God. I will stop influencing men. I will stop influencing the kingdoms. I will hand it over to you, but one condition. Condition is what you worship me. So he was trying to offer Jesus the glory without the pain. He was trying to offer Jesus the glory without what the cross. He was trying to offer Jesus the glory without crucifixion, without Gethsemane. He was trying to offer Jesus the glory without that rigor of discipleship, raising men, and the revelation of the nature and character of God. He said, I'm going to give you a shortcut. Submit to me. Many of us, the devil will make you that offer. He makes you that offer what if it's about marriage why are you disturbing yourself this thing it's not that deep can't you see this person yes though he drinks and he smokes it's not that type he's a bad guy yes he doesn't really believe in jesus but who are you to judge <laughs> who are you to judge I mean, sex in, sex before marriage. What is the big deal there? I mean, come on. What's really the issue? All these Christians, you people are too, you are too serious and too judgmental. What is it? Is it not? Doesn't he love you? It's about love. There are no rules. There are no rules. You see, whether you sleep with you know even all these pastors. Can't you see all of them are sleeping with their members? All these pastors that come and be telling you don't have sex. Look at their. It's because they want to have sex with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time he's done, he has made you an offer. Has made you an offer. So he starts with questions. Then he ends up where? The offer. Are you learning here in anything? He starts with the questions, then ends with an offer. Because the goal of Satan, the goal of temptation is worship. The devil wants you to eventually yield to him. That's where he's going. But he won't come out and say you to me. No. He will first come with questions that makes you taint what God has said. It will have questions that makes you doubt what is written. So that doubting of what is written is only possible where you are not properly taught and you do not understand the total and complete context of the word. Are you paying attention? So temptation, all right, the temptation of the devil... For Jesus failed because Jesus understood and knew what was written. It succeeded with Eve because Eve did not understand the total counsel of what God had said. So the Bible says that Eve was deceived. But Adam, he wasn't deceived. Adam understood what God said, yet he rejected it. So that means Adam's sin was willful. Praise the Lord. Eve's sin was based on what? Ignorance. Praise the Lord. As I praise the Lord. Was based on ignorance. Was based on ignorance. Amen. Now notice something very, very important. In that in Matthew 3.17. God calls Jesus his beloved son. Before he did anything. He says. This is my beloved son. Before he healed any sick. Before he preached any message. God had already said he's my beloved son. Which means. That God calls you by your name, irrespective of your performance. Praise God. Your identity is not founded in your performance. Your identity is founded in what God has said about you. So, the starting of Jesus' ministry was the approval of God. God didn't affirm or approve Jesus because of what he did. God approved Jesus before he even started. The devil was not trying to get Jesus into works mentality, trying to say proof that what God has said about you is true. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, so... The temptation of of Jesus and the temptation of man is usually due to the deception. So the deception. That's what the devil does. He uses deception. He uses trickery. And those deceptions and the trickery of the devil is usually found in three main things. Three main things. All right. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Now I want you to pay attention. The loss of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. And the pride of life Look at First John chapter two. First John chapter two and verse 15. And look at what he says. He says, "Love not the world." Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now when he says, "Love not the world," he's not talking about the physical world, He's talking about the way of doing things to the world. He's basically talking about the flesh. Alright, because as he goes on, he says, for all that is in the world, now, what's all that is in the world? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the what? Pride of life is not of the Father, but is of what? Of the world. Are you seeing that? Come on, are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? So, when the devil comes to Jesus and says, if thou be the Son of God, turn this Stones to bread. Hallelujah. Turn the stones to bread. What is that? The lust of the eyes. The lust of the flesh. It's the loss of the eyes because he could see it. It's the loss of the flesh because he was what? Hungry. Praise God. Then the next temptation, he says to him, he says, what? All right. If thou be the son of uh, of God, do what? Throw yourself. You understand? Is also as the loss of the flesh because the loss of the flesh, one of the things that the flesh lost for, all right, is what? Um, grandiosity. You understand? Self-centeredness, pride. Are you following? So he's saying, show that you are special. Let the attention, because you know, if Jesus Christ threw himself, you understand, from the top of the temple, and as he threw himself from the top of the temple, as he was falling, and he was falling, angels now came and caught him, and everybody saw him. Everybody go, Whoa, wow, 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 man, my God. Wow, this is something, man. Wow, this is something. This is something. And you notice that the Pharisees and the Sadducees requested the same thing. They said, You are the Son of God. Show us a sign. Show us and Do something. Do abracadabra. Dance with four legs. Do something. Show us something we've not seen before. Then Moses gave us manna. Which one do you do? Are you following? The Moses that gave them manna, did they believe what he wrote? No. Hallelujah. Jesus never fell for the trap because he was lost of the flesh. Hallelujah. Then the last one, pride of life. He says, see all of this world. I will make you the leader. I will give it to you. They will call you President, General, Supremo, CEO. You understand? They will call you all these names. Jesus said, no. So the three cardinal things, the devil tempted Jesus' was what? The loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, and the what? And the pride of life. Praise the Lord. No wonder Jesus said, he said the prince of this world, had come to me, and he found what? Nothing in me. Which means he found nothing of this world in me. He didn't find the loss of the eyes. He didn't find the loss of the flesh. I didn't find the what? The pride of life. So that means even by the devil's standard, Jesus passed. Praise God. I said, praise God. So usually that's what the devil does. Every single temptation, all right, to go in opposition to God's word is usually founded in those three things. It is either the loss of the eyes. So, for example, like your brother, all right, you are, you know, you know, you have sexual urges, just like Jesus was hungry. Or a sister, you have sexual urges, just like Jesus was hungry. So, remember, the devil is going to tempt you around your number one needs. Praise God. Or you are married and you are like, ah. This is how sex is. I'm not really enjoying this sex. You are, you now watch film or you are seeing social media. They are not talking about this person sleeps with someone for 10 hours. It's a lie, oh. it's a lie. Say 10 hours, they now be describing it. Uh, um, uh, then all of oh, a sudden, you not find that the devil is now sowing those seeds in your heart. So one desire is not coming out. You understand? Hey, 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 a bastard. <laughs> He's a bastard. Ha! He's a bastard. Oh. You now begin, the desire begin to grow. You know, ah, 10 hour sex, man, that's it too. We are going to, ah, I'm like, yes, grazing it up. But ba- it's balloon, you understand? Like that, raising it up. You now find out that all of a sudden, the woman is no longer satisfied with her husband. It's normal, this, you know, the, you understand? But this other one, he now paints it like that. Then you now find out that he will now bring somebody. Glory to God. It's not going to bring somebody. That person is not going to show up. Glory to God. And promise that don't worry, I can do 24 hour sex. You understand? It comes like that, paints the entire thing, and boom, the person has fallen. Glory to God. That's temptation. Temptation. Oh, you are called. All right? To minister or to preach the gospel or do one thing or the other. This is God's purpose and this is God's plan for you. Then you now find yourself in that situation where a marriage proposal comes. This guy's got every single thing, he's rich every single thing. He can he shows you the kingdoms of the world. You remember like he showed the devil? Shows the kingdom of the world. Look we can go to Paris next week. We can go to Belgium after that. We can go to UK after that. You know, we can go to you know we can go to Antwerp after that. You know, I mean the guy comes and say, I'm just coming from Antwerp i just coming from Dubai, you know. I'm just coming from this, I'm just coming from that. You know, that he's talking with you. There's a glass of champagne in his hand. He's just rolling like this. You drink champagne. You know, you don't want to say no. Your own is just vitamin C, you know, nutrition. That's all in Jeep. Five, that's all you, you know, you don't want to say no, but he's just moving it like this slowly. You understand? And you don't want to say you don't belong. You understand? That's the devil. Tempter. Praise God. Tempter. That's how he does it. By the time he's done, you are falling. So what do you do? First of all, you must have a full understanding of the word of God and having the ability to recognize activities and shenanigans of the devil as shenanigans from the devil. You must be able to say, this is the devil, then respond with the word. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. You must be. Glory to God. Very, very important. So he uses trickery. He uses all of these things to try to get believers into that place, into that spot where he can rope them and deceive them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the devil tempts and influences men by two major ways. Number one, a misinterpretation of God's word. A misinterpretation of God's word. And two, an opposition to God's word. An opposition to God's word. A misinterpretation of God's word and opposition to God's word. He does this by lying. So the misinterpretation of the word of God is a lie. The misinterpretation to the word of God is actually a lie. Look at St. John's gospel chapter 8 and verse 44. In John 8, 44, the devil is called the father of lies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, he's called the father of lies. That means he is the originator of lies, he is the first to lie, he is the one you learn lying from. Praise God. John 8, 44, everybody read it, says what? Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do, which means the devil has lost. That means the things the devil has desires, strong desires and leanings to do. You have your father, the devil, and the loss of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not where in the truth. Now notice when he says abode not in the truth, remember in the introduction last week, we talked about what the truth was and the truth was that all men should receive eternal life through what Christ Jesus. How many of you remember that? That was the truth. The devil knows the truth. The devil knows what the gospel is. For you cannot pervert it if you don't know it. Praise God. Praise God. You cannot pervert it if you don't know it. So the devil knew that what he was telling Eve in Genesis 3 was a lie. So the Bible calls the devil the father of lies because he lied in Genesis 3. He knew the truth. So he says, he abode not in the truth. So that means there was a moment, there was a time where he stayed in the truth. To abode not means to not continue to stay. You understand? Not continue to what? To stay. He abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. Notice. 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 He said he abode not in the truth because there is no truth where? In him. Hallelujah. No truth in him. No truth in him. This goes to those who always, whenever they are casting out devils, they are always saying, um, They are not always saying the devil, uh, What is your name? Uh, where are you? Who are you? Whence are you? When test comes down. You to say, Oh, listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot get the truth from devils. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You cannot get the truth from devils. What you are supposed to do with devils is to what? Cast them out. So whenever you are casting the devil and he says, You cannot cast me out, that is a lie. Are you paying attention? So the moment the devil even says, You I cannot come out, you cannot, he has already lied. That's how you know he's coming out. Amen. Yeah, because they are liars, they they, they tell lies. Their weapon of war is lie. Wherever the devil has taken, found full expression there is a lie he has told. I'll say that again. Wherever the devil finds expression, there is a lie he has told. Where you see a drug addict, under the oppression of drugs, his life being messed about, there is a lie that has been believed. When you find somebody, all right, doesn't want to come to church, doesn't want to do anything with God, or someone that says, no, I don't, want, I don't, I don't do church people, there is a lie that has been believed. For example, today, you know, I think yesterday I was talking about how that somebody will say they want to be disciple, they want to know God more, and they want to be in one-hour services. One hour that mean, one hour services means the prayer we are doing, you know, the worship, the offering, the sermon, announcement, everything one hour. Hallelujah. And you are saying, take me deeper, deeper into what? No wait, deep. Where are you? Where are we going? Deep, praise God. Wait. The average Nigerian watches at least three to four matches every weekend. If he doesn't have DStv in his house, he's going to viewing center or to his friend's house. The average Nigerian will watch Premiership, FA Cup, La Liga, Serie, A, and he's checking the ones that are not on his bouquet online. Then after he has finished watching it, he's checking for commentary and you tell me that that person doesn't have lifespan. We remember it. When the guy dribbled like this, when he passed like this, we remember everything. Remember the yellow card? We remember it. Then you now watch Netflix and Chili. Then you watch the series, episode, I was looking at um, Vikings, episode, um, uh, series um, season five, has 20, 20, brethren, it has what? 20 episodes. 20. Some people finish it one sitting. One sitting, they finish it. To, while you are watching it, you're like, wow, oh, what happened next? Eh? What happened next? Oh, what happened next? What happened next? See, so you finish it. Like, are you following? Now, what is going to happen? What you are watching will now grow on you. Amen? What you are watching will now what? grow on you. And because man is limited in his ability to desire things, you don't have unlimited ability to desire. You can only desire certain things at the same time. Are you following? There is a limit. So that's why even in relationship, there is one person you really love. The others you accommodate. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. Amen. For example, somebody who is not over an ex. Is dating someone. is accommodating the next. But the ex, tears has his heart. Because you do not have an unlimited capacity to what? To love and desire. So when you put all of the worldly things in front of you, desiring it, you now find that there is no space for the word. So that's why people complain that two-hour services are too long. Three-hour services is too long. What is the meaning of this? Uh-uh. What are we? How can the pastor preach for one and a half hours? What is that? My abstention span is 45 minutes, but match is 19 minutes. Without extra time. Praise God. As I'm talking to you here, some of you watch Chelsea FA Cup, you watch um, Sp- um, Spain FA Cup, uh, uh, you watch it. Then all of the premiership, even the useless one, Wolves versus Santatine, you will watch it. <laughs> you will watch it your attention span is not affected the sisters here we watch Korean films, K-film Chun-Li oh Chun-Li chun you are watching it, you just keep watching and, watching and watching, attention span is not affected praise God it's not affected Jennifer's diary, you binge watch it you see, you, I, I see it on the TL I, I, just binge watch just binge watch, you see Binge what? Binge what? So you are watching all of those these things and in the K film, they are showing you the guy just stands like this. He stands like this. Um, chung chung you understand? Everything is... <laughs> <laughs> then in the movies, they are kissing, they are touching, all of a sudden. You are not swinging like this as you are watching it. I just, you are swinging. Desires are rising in your own heart. You understand? That's why the guy in the Korean movie, he comes with a black, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Turtle neck. That's why you like turtleneck. <laughs> Is ah, uh, it's true. Because you are looking for your chun leaf. Yeah. The guy comes with black black neck like this, all of a sudden, ah. Uh, you're just saying, I just like him. I prayed about it. The Lord said, go ahead. Oh, it's a lie. It's a movie that told you to go ahead. Not God. <laughs> what you feed on grows on you. And when you don't feed on the word, when you are not trained, when you don't receive of the teaching ministry as you ought to, you're going to find out that you're going to have some knowledge. You will not have full knowledge. And notice, what was the deficiency of Eve? She had some knowledge. She didn't have full knowledge, so she was easy to deceive. Praise God. She was easy to deceive because she had some knowledge, she didn't have full knowledge. And that's the bane of the world today. The bane of the church today, we don't have full knowledge. What we have is what? Some knowledge. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Now, let's look at this quickly. Because I got to close. Just give you this, then we close. And we'll continue next week. Amen. Now, I told you the word devil appears 37 times in the Bible. 37 times. We have not come to Satan, just devil. 37 times in the Bible. Of those 37 times, all right, the entire 37 times it appears in the New Testament. But of those 37 times, 20 of those times, all right, the word used is diabolos. Now, diabolos, all right, you find that in Scripture in the New Testament. When diabolos is used, you will find the expression, the devil, And he was tempted of the devil. So he's talking about that personality, one singular personality called what? The devil. All right? That's 20 times. You see, it's diabolos that it is used. All right? But 17 times, it is either damonozai or diamonon. Now, what that means, 17 times, instead of devil, All right. Even though you will see devil in your King James Bible, the actual word is demon. Pay attention; it's important because I'm not just giving you Greek word because I want to impress you. Amen. My identity and my satisfaction is in the love of God, not in my Greek words. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> now, so the, the other times you have the word demon, demonon, or demoniz, demonizomai, and those words are actually better translated. Demons. Now, every single time you see demons in the New Testament, praise God, they are always spoken of as possessing people. You will never find any place in the New Testament where Diabolos is used to refer to the devil possessing people. I mean, if you understand what I'm saying. All right. So, It is demons that possess. Now, what? Let me show you some example, a few examples. Matthew 9 and verse 32. Because next week we will now talk about Satan, that is the devil as a prosecutor. Then we will now talk about evil spirits, familiar spirits, lying spirits, to tell you the nature and character of demons based on what they do. So they are usually. Spirits have natures. They have things they do. Demonic spirits have things they do. Most times when you find disease in a place, it is a demon that is causing it. Praise God. All right? It's not the devil. Like, the devil, it is what? A demon. So you expel that demon. Hallelujah. And the person is fine. Okay? Now, look how this is. As they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man, possessed with what? Now, possessed with what? A devil. Now, go to that Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 again. We're going to come back to this. Notice it says, a devil. Then Jesus was led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of what? The devil. So, there is the devil. Then there is a devil. The devil, definite article, is talking about the Satan himself. A devil is talking about different demons. Amen. Now go to Matthew nine thirty-two. You see that? Let's just finish reading that. Matthew nine thirty-two says, "And they went out. Behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil. So that means the man was dumb, all right, with a devil. So that means this dumbness was caused by a demon. So that means the demon was a dumb spirit. Amen. A what?" a dumb spirit which means a spirit that makes that doesn't allow men to what, to speak if you cast the demon out the man we what will speak amen so it says and when the devil was cast out the dumb word spake. and the multitudes, multitudes Matthew saying it was never so seen where in Israel now look at Matthew 15:22 Matthew 15:22 now you're going to see this and behold, the woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a what? Are you seeing that? With a devil, with a demon, with a diamon. That's a demon. Hallelujah. Now, what is a demon or who is a demon? A demon is a disembodied spirit. A demon is a spirit That does not have its own body and survives by taking on, all right, um, residence in another being's body, whether human or animal. Whether what? Human or animal. So demons can dwell in a human being or they can dwell in what? In an animal. How, what's for a scriptural reference for animal? Well, if you go to Mark chapter 5, alright, the, the demon-possessed guy of Gadara, I'm not you remember that story, that guy that was possessed with a legion of demons, alright, and the Bible says that they asked Jesus' permission to enter into swine, pigs, and Jesus gave them permission, and the demons possessed the swine. But because the swine did not have the capacity To hold the demon, all right, they ran mad and went into the ocean and the swine drowned. Praise God. But the man had the capacity to hold the demons, even though it messed up with his mind. Showing you the immense capacity of the spirit of man to inhabit spiritual entities. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. You understand? So, Where you see demons used in scripture is usually used in connection with what? Possession. So the moment a demon finds expression, he has possessed somebody. Hallelujah. He has possessed somebody. The devil directly doesn't possess. You understand? All right. The devil's operation is through demons. I'm afraid you remember that when we talked about this angels, and talked about angels and the hierarchy, am I if you remember that? Alright, so this is looking like that, we'll be talking about that, um, look, um, look at it, alright, next week, praise God. Praise God. So wherever you see sickness, wherever you see funny things, wherever you are dealing with somebody who is against you, and it's weird, and like, ah, what did I do against this person? I didn't do anything, but person is just against you, against you, against you, alright? Wherever you have unexplained blockade, unexplained difficulty, demons are involved. And what what is going on is that the devil, like, uh, you know, puppet master, is actually influencing, trying to get things, uh, uh, um, try to stop things from getting to you by using people that his agents are already in them. Demonic spirits. So through those demonic spirits, he is now causing obstruction. Because demons always find themselves in people. Now, let me just end by saying this. There are times where you have clear-cut demonic possession. But there are some times where it is not a possession. It's an obsession. The demon is operating in the mind of the person. So the person will not go up and say, oh, No, no. The person will not say, I am a witch. I No. You will just notice that that person is just against you. Praise God. You will just notice that that person is always against God's word. The person is always against positions that are of God. That person always is in that position. What do you do? Very simple. Understand that that is not the person that you are seeing with your eyes. There is another entity at work in the first person. So you just go in your place of prayer, take authority over that demonic spirit, cast it out. Demons are to be cast out by believers. Look at it. Next verse, Matthew 15, um, 23. All right, look at what Jesus did. And he answered, i not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cried after us. Verse 24. All right. But he answered and said, I am not sent out but unto the lordship of the house of Israel. Next verse 25. And then she came and watched him and Lord, help me. Next verse 26. All right. Then he answered, it is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. 27. All right. And she said, true, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's service. 28. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thy with, And her daughter was made whole from that hour. Which means Jesus expelled the demonic spirit from her daughter's body. Are you following? Come on, are you following? So that is how, what you do with demons. You don't negotiate with demons, you cast them out. Praise the Lord. I don't negotiate with demons. I cast them out. Again, I don't negotiate with demons. I cast them out. Very important. You need to understand. So the way the devil, the devil himself operates with ideologies that are against the world. So the devil will sponsor Worldwide ideologies against the world. Now, look at what is going on. Let me give an example. Look at what's going on um, now. You have folks who believe that they are, you see a man saying, I am a woman trapped in a man's body. Right? Right? Now, think about it. You are a man by biology. How many of you know you're a man by biology? Your spirit man is neither male nor female. Alright? Your spirit does not have genitalia. (laughs) Praise God. So, there is no female spirit and male spirit. You cannot see an angel and say, oh, I saw an angel, it was a female angel. You understand? You can't. There's no sex. There's no gender in the spirit realm. Which means that male and female is a biological concept. Which means it's us. Male and female is a biological concept that only exists on earth. Outside of earth, there's no male and female. In heaven, you won't see male and female. That's why Jesus Christ said they are neither given marriage or are they married. All right. But they are like what? The angels of God. All right. In heaven. Which means the angels of God in heaven are asexual. They are what? They are genderless. The man in Christ is actually genderless. Hallelujah. Now, someone comes and says, I am a man. I am trapped where? In a woman's body. Then they are now telling us that from childhood children can know that they are a man trapped where. Now, some of you, if you grew up abroad, you will be doing, you'll be saying that rubbish. How many of you ladies were tomboys when you were growing up? You like playing with the boys, like pushing, pushing, you understand? You say, Oh, you can see she's like going, oh, she doesn't want to play with dolls. she wants to play with car. Oh, she's a man, but she came as a before you know it, they will now be taking you to classes that consider gender reassignments. All those things are sponsored by the prince of the power of the air to breed confusion concerning, you know, that's, what he, that's what's going on, to breed it. So you now find that people are confused. Then you now begin to see a guy, we now, a person that was born a woman will now say, okay, a person that was born a woman will now say, no, um, I am a, I'm a man in a woman's body. Then go and remove the breast, remove every single thing and say, all right, now, you know, that the person that was a woman at birth, you understand, is now being a man, marrying a woman. Are you following that? So it's confusing. So you're not beginning. <laughs> I was, I was um, someone was telling me that sometimes abroad, Whenever you are dating, you need to ask questions like, sorry, I, okay, I, I can see a woman, but I hope you don't mind me asking. Were you originally a woman or a man? you understand? Praise God. That's the confusion. Is sponsored by the devil. The devil is the one that sponsors it. So when you see it, it's organized. You should now get into the institutions. You now find out that what you have access to or not have access to will be based on your position. On what do you think? You know, if you disagree, they cut you off. If you can say, they will say it's hates, you know, like that. It's sponsored. The devil, that's where he functions. He functions from the ideological level. Sponsoring strongholds, mindsets, belief systems that are in opposition to what God has said. So you're now behind that at birth now, mentally in Europe and America, they don't write male or female. They can see pennies there, they say it's not male. That when the child grows up, the child will determine whether it's me. Well, is me. <laughs> so, you know, me, eh? a five year old child, that children are say rubbish. It's like my Jason saying, Daddy, I'm a girl. I must say, Really, Jason, you're a girl. Oh my God. Oh my God, you're a girl. Listen to me. Never underestimate the devil. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? Never underestimate the devil. Listen, if you give the devil an inch, see, and it, it will take a mile. Praise God. If you allow that unbelieving person into your space, before you know it, you'll be smoking marijuana. <laughs> Just watch. You know, ah, in all those days when I was younger, I was always a church person. It's a lie, Joe. You know, it's a lie, all those church people. Yes, but you're you are not in the entertainment industry. You're not popular like whiskeys. You're not drying a few Ferraris. You're not drying legs. The Lexos. They know you everywhere, but you have missed it. Are you following? You have what? Misty. The glamour, you know that third negotiation, the offer, that's the third thing. There are many Christian sisters that grew up in church. They were singing. Oh, all of a sudden, they started hearing voices. Can you see that the church did not appreciate you? Look at it. What What are you getting? Are you sure this is how it's supposed to be? Questions. Are you sure it's how it's supposed to be? Questions, questions, then an offer. Then you get to the entertainment world. This is how you have a nice voice. Ha-ha. Then the director and producer is looking at your body. Ah, you have nice body. See, things are coming out from different parts. Eh-eh. So I didn't okay, good. So this was going to happen. Or right, I do you know the video, then you shake your bum bum, you know, expose your breast, then you do breasts into the video. And hey, now they are now taking you that was supposed to be used by God. The devil knew because he can see in the realm of the spirit. He knew that you're going to use with God. And now said, let us take her and use her as a visual representation for lust. But don't worry. For this compromise, we will give it the world billboards, car, house, all this attention. We give you that. But the trade-off is that you will never be associated with Jesus. Because, for example, when you become as popular as them Beyonce, as them T.W. Savage, and other people, it will be somehow for you to be talking Jesus, Jesus. The moment Jesus becomes too much in your mouth, they begin to, just look at Justin Bieber. What's going on? Is Justin Bieber as popular as before? Is it the rave as before? No, because the Jesus in his mouth is too much. See, more Jesus are coming, our mother <laughs> Without using the. You understand because it does not suit the agenda of the Prince of the Power of the Air. Praise the Lord. Have you learned something this morning? Lift up your hands to heaven and bless His name. Oh Father, we thank you. Lero ondra hasata babah ya basukra hatisa. Rah de lebondra hasan dalla Oh manta katakasi. Lede sophros na handi kebosia. Oh sotos. Oh sotos. Sika baba kataka ko 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 te te ko to ko bosu ko to ko bo na and da kata ka baba ka baba ba san da thank you lord we bless your name thank you Father. oh glory to god ligado Fradanina. Fradanina 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 ligador Ligados sopa casta thank you lord we will not miss it we walk in the light we will not be taken out of the way in the name of jesus thank you father in jesus name and everybody say amen all right time is fast spent amen don't worry we are having bible seminar soon Abby. bible seminar it's on pneumatology Abi. That one is going to be long ago, it's the spirit realm, because I'm going to two angels, um, every single thing gives of the spirit like that, well, I think it's in the mouth of May, praise God, hallelujah, alright let's package our offerings real quickly. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Centre. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikiacc.org. Remain blessed.